I'm Charmaine. Hey, I'm Evie. And together, we're going through it. And we're jumping straight in today, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) No, no piss farting around. We're just jumping straight in. Uh, I hope everyone's doing well. And yeah, let's get into it. I'm so excited. I want to start, Charmaine. Mm -hmm. Let's this go. is how quickly we're Let's jumping go. into it. <laughs> I want to start with asking you this question. Uh, oh, so let me introduce the podcast title, Climate Change and Corporate Responsibility. We'll get into what that means. But Charmaine, do you think that we as a society put more emphasis on what the individual does in regards to sustainability rather than seeing it as a corporate responsibility? Yes, a hundred percent. And I always have because corporations, those fuckers always, always find some loophole to make things cheaper. And we all know sustainability ain't fucking cheap. It's not cheap. So of course it does. And then we feel guilty like as the individual that we're not doing enough and like, do the corporations feel guilty? Probably fucking not because they're not really yeah. implementing anything, right? Yeah, if, that's right. If they really that's cared, right. they would be the leaders and not us as the individual, the consumer. That's how I feel. Yeah, yeah. 100%. The reason I wanted to do this topic was because I feel like when I'm just, like, scrolling on social media or like doing a Google search, looking at blogs or whatever the fuck I'm doing if I'm looking at sustainability, it's always, and climate change, it's always um, what you can do as an individual, you know, like stop using straws and, you know, stop doing this and stop, don't watch Netflix and don't do this, don't do that. It's like, fair enough, don't have plastic straws because it's gross and like do your own individual stuff, but um there's, I feel like there is not enough information and blogs sort of calling out corporations. Uh, and maybe I'm just not looking in the right places, but that is definitely how I feel. Um, and something sparked this. I saw this post on Instagram the other day and it was like, uh, during lockdown, uh, if you watch two seasons of Netflix, that's equivalent to running um, two factories of gas or some, it was some, something ludicrous. And I just think that again is like, you're pointing the finger at the individual rather than the corporations who are running these companies. Yeah. They have responsibility as well. Um, I had a little theory a couple of years ago, um, when I really realized and delved into how much waste and how, how fucked it is that they, um, contribute to the emissions and and um, all of the things that make this world awful. Um, I had this uh, theory that the corporations focus it on the individual so that they can continue to keep doing their practice, like continue to keep doing their practices that they're doing. So like it's like we're doing the work to be sustainable to prevent it, but they like in a way it's like so that they have more time and more like I don't know if I'm explaining this right. 
If- I think like I think you are. Um, do you mean like shifting the attention away from them? Yes, shifting the attention and then it's like, say, for example, it's like the work that we're doing to make things sustainable, to to release um, the amount of like to, to lessen the amount of carbon that is released into the atmosphere so that we can all breathe. Um, yeah. It's like we're all doing the work when they will just continue to do whatever they're doing. And so it it just becomes redundant. Yeah, and it wipes all our work away, but it makes it more like a longer period for them to continue what they're doing. Whereas if we all were like big corporations, then we would have less time to continue those practices, if that makes sense. Uh, time is in like the world burning up. Fuck yes. <laughs> time is in the world turning to absolute ash and having no more ecosystems, no yeah. more natural animals and habitats, no like none of that. No like yeah. shitty f- smog in cities. Um all of the all like good drinking water, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, clean drinking water. Yeah. My theory was it's like we as the individual, we're doing the work, but like we're trying to delay the time and delay those effects from happening and really reduce the amount of that happening, whereas they're just like, oh, no, we can just keep doing what we're doing because we're making money. Mm, and It's cheap, making money. Yeah, Yeah. we contribute to um, the – finances of the world and the runnings of the world you know the economy yeah, yeah the economy for sure for sure i think that's more than a theory dude i think that's fucking bang on <laughs> because when i was studying for this 100 companies are responsible for 70 percent of global emissions 70 percent like that is insane to me only 100 companies and it like that i'm fucking speechless <laughs> That gets that's that grinds my gears this morning. My gears of ground. Uh, I know. Yeah, if you're if you're listening and it's the start of your day, sorry, we're bringing a bit of a damper <laughs> onto it, but we have to bring awareness to the shit. Yeah, um, but that's that's exactly what the the, the corporate, you know, like cor- uh, corporations and companies do is they they calling out the individual and you know like uh, having that sort of emphasis be on the individual to fix climate change is how they shift attention from what they're doing um, to society. Like, I know I feel guilty if I fucking am out, you know, if I'm traveling and I've got to get a plastic water bottle and I'm like, oh no, (laughs) I'm just like, I have (laughs) single-handedly fucking ended the world like whenever I've got one but but how crazy is that guilt that we feel it's so crazy that's why I've got my lovely metal water bottle and I've got about two of them and they go with me everywhere uh yeah but how crazy is it that guilt that you know say if you were out traveling and yeah you haven't got your metal water bottle and you've got to you've got to drink water you've got to have you've got to go to the servo and buy a water bottle and then now we instantly feel that guilt meanwhile these 100 companies are just 
fucking pumping out toxic waste into the ocean, oil spilling yeah. over fucking ecosystems. Like, and, yeah, so. And they're mm. the ones that are creating the plastic water bottles to sell for $2 a litre. <laughs> Water's free, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> Water's <laughs> fucking free. It's a fucking human right. It's fucking weird, dude. It is weird. Um, A lot of the – so I just went on to like a lot of forums as I was studying for this because recently because of the COVID-19 pandemic, um, I, there's been a lot of discussion about how this is the time right now to tackle – climate change and COVID like together. Um, and I wanted to read this little thing here. Mm. So the, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic is threatening lives and economies around the world, but it has also demonstrated that human societies are capable of transforming themselves more or less overnight. Many articles I read stated now is the time for companies and governments to start implementing extreme environmental policies. I agree. Right now, the whole world has stopped mm -hmm. and I feel like we have time for reflection. We have time to implement things slowly in the right direction because the, in the past they would have been like, no, nah, we don't have time, Not nah, like we're already too um, far into our business plan that it just isn't going to work for us to implement it. It's just going to, um, you know, less people are going to buy from us because we we are implementing new things. And you know what I mean? Like all whatever fucking excuse you want to pull out of the hat, they will make. And right now there's not really anything, any excuse you should be making because to me the whole world's still shut down. We're still not able to like fly where we want to freely. So let's look into each in every country of our own, whichever country you live in, and think about deeply, like I'm talking about the companies, think about mm. deeply how we can implement like sustainable practices and ways yeah. that we can prosper from here. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's like a stark wake-up call for governments and a lot of corporations showing how much can change overnight and, and you know, maybe there was a bit of trepidation from governments in, you know, implementing an extreme rule before COVID. But now, dude, like how easy is it for a government to implement a strict rule? And I'm sure if it was a strict rule that was benefiting the human race, they wouldn't be like disrest in the human population like if the governments were like right we're moving away from renew like we're moving away from fossil fuels and moving to renewables but all of the people in the fossil fuels job will get a job in renewables i'm pretty sure everyone will be like yes yeah, sick right like i don't know i don't know so i just think like um I've, i thought this was interesting like like the pandemic and what we've seen Climate change, biodiversity loss, and financial collapse don't observe national or international borders. Like what is happening with COVID about, you know, people having the pandemic in the UK and um, how it started in, in China, uh, exactly the same as environment loss and climate change. Like just because maybe 
there will be some habitat loss in China doesn't mean we're not going to get affected in Australia. Like the whole earth is an ecosystem. <laughs> Can I just say, if anyone's ever fucking watched David Anbar documentaries, he says that the Amazon are like the lungs of the earth. The lungs, yeah. And, yeah. and, and yet we are more than happy to watch them burn for palm oil. We're more than happy to... Um, tear them down for palm oil and farming for meat. Like, come on, guys. Like, you're right because you know what else? Um, The monsoon season in India actually travels all the way down to, like, uh, Southeast Asia and um, Darwin. Because someone told me once they were like, um, yeah, monsoon season in Darwin is a bit late this year because the rains haven't come down from India. And I'm like, bro, like, this is like a world fucking life thing. It's not just subject to your country. The whole world is its own ecosystem. And there are lots of ecosystems the more you dive deeper and deeper and deeper. Like, Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, I think it's so easy for humans to live within their little echo chamber of their lives. You know, like whatever happens in their little realm is just so them but it's all cause and effect from something else like Mm -hmm. it's yeah it's insane it's really insane this is why Um, i really love um like optimism and thinking like having that the space and time to think outside of yourself and how you fit into the grand scheme of things mm, yeah exactly you're not an individual well you are an individual but you're not living an individual life like we are collective and i think like maybe that's hard to think about because there are so many of us so many humans like overpopulation is massive but we're still basically working tribes Mm -hmm. if you think about our behavior and what we do definitely we definitely do Mm. definitely do um i want to share this little quote from a book uh it's called beyond the limits uh it's a it's by Donella Meadows. So I actually haven't read it, but it seems interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, as Meadows warned back then, humanity's future will be defined not by a single emergency, but by many separate yet related crises stemming from our failure to live sustainably. And I think that's so true because we've seen fires here in Australia, they've been massive, uh, and I hope we don't have them again this summer, but we might. Um, I know the top end, I know Darwin had a dry winter, but they're getting the monsoon season now. Um, yeah, we're seeing fires. Um, we're seeing, like, habitat loss. We're seeing fucking 280 whales died in Tassie the other day. Like, we're seeing all of these different, like, crises, but they're all related to the same thing. Yes, I agree. It's it's like, as you said, cause and effect, dude. Mm, mm-hmm, yeah. And even the pandemic, like I don't know where it stemmed from, but if it did stem from wet markets, that is, again, sustainability and because uh, you're taking uh, animals out of their habitat uh, putting them in this disgusting environment and selling them where, you know, you've got – Uh, an African monkey that has never been in contact with an Australian lizard or something like that. Like you don't know what's going to happen when those two come together. 
I don't know, I feel like humans just love to play God. They do. Uh, or, yeah, have this sense of like, yeah, no, we're all good, nothing will happen, but I don't know, man, it's fucking, shit's happening. <laughs> Look around us. If you want to play God, you got to be able to understand that um, there are going to be some hurricanes, tornadoes and things that are going to be destructive because that's the duality of it. Creation yeah. comes with destruction, motherfuckers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's like, put a quote on that. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be like the video soundbite we're going to upload. <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so how, I guess, like, how can corporations and the government is a corporation Sorry to tell it to you, it but is. the government is a corporation. So how can corps and governments, uh, like, what can they implement? And the top three things that I found when I was reading was uh, that governments should be implementing right now is moving to renewables and away from fossil fuel, which is a big one, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, fossil fuel is not sustainable, and we've known that for a long time. Ages. Ages and ages. Um, sh- uh, shifting from industrial to regenerative agriculture. It's a massive one. And this goes back to what you were saying before about farming practices for, um, you know, meat and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, and that's also soybean and corn. I watched a documentary. Uh, I can't remember fucking what's it called, but um, about it was a uh, – uh, about the corn and soybean farmers in South America and how they have rules now that when they're putting a farm in, they've got to leave 25% of the Amazon. So they can fucking demolish 75% of it, but they've got to leave. Tw- like, so what? however big their land is, they have to leave 25% of the forest. And so a lot of these, uh, as they were interviewing these people, they were, Uh, showing monkeys that were like running through or like different animals that were running through the farms and literally these CEOs were pissed off that these monkeys were running in their farms and destroying their crops and it's just like dude you literally demolished 75% of the Amazon to put your soybean and corn farms in and you're getting pissed off that you can't demolish the other 25% how fucked is that I'm so pissed <laughs> off right now, dude. Like, I am, like, silently seething on the inside. When yeah. you demolish someone's home, that generationally, in in the animal kingdom, generationally, remember where to find food, and then they go back to the space where they used to find food, and there's no fucking food but, like, a fucking soybean farm. I'm sorry, mm. motherfucker, but... <laughs> No, like, oh, I'm yeah. so pissed because it's not their fault. They're a wild animal that action on instinct and memory. They are smart, sentient beings. And you you take away that one mango tree or whatever the fuck they eat, whatever this animal eats, you take away that, put a soybean farm, they're going to return and be like, where the fuck did the food go? We have this fucking shitty soybean shit here that has like really no sustenance sustenance that my old food would have given me so now we have to find a new place or maybe let's just try to eat this shit because there's so much of it 
you know, like animals adapt to their environment as well, not just fucking humans. And I'm just pissed. Like, I'm so pissed. That gets She's ready so to fight, fun. everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me at him. Let me at him. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing as well. Like, it's not even just um, uh, habitat loss, you know, in the form of putting farms into an area. It's also the spraying of chemicals. Oh. Like, those huge companies would just come over those soybeans with just – fucking big machines that just spray chemicals (laughs) yeah exactly exactly so i don't know that's huge so that's a big one industrial to regenerative uh regenerative agriculture and then the last uh well this third top thing that governments should be implementing is green infrastructure like we've seen in Singapore, reforestation and investments in a more circular, shared, regenerative and low-carbon economy. So that's really fucking broad, but that could be, you know, waste management, how we recycle and compost our stuff. Uh, I know in Vic, like, we have a recycling bin and a waste bin and a green bin, and the green bin is for um, composting, which is really good. And then that composting goes around to the environment. But I've read something somewhere else that apparently you're meant to have five bins and that's how you, like, you can help as an individual in your household um, break up waste before it actually goes to the waste um, facility. Wow. So I guess not all the plastic, cardboard or whatever that you shove in your recycling bin is supposed to go. In there. Yeah. Um, I watched this documentary from memory. They said that a big percentage of the stuff that we put in the recycling bin when it gets processed at the recycling pants can't even be recycled anyway. Yeah, like I think um soft plastics can't. Um and then so at some and I uh, don't quote me, I'm I'm not a hundred percent, but I know that um some supermarkets have a thing called red cycle and that's for soft plastics um, that you can recycle because I think they, they're they not as hardy as like aluminium and, and shit like that. So they break down differently. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of shit that like we, the governments could implement to create that circular economy, like that waste disposal and like, um, you know, farmers markets and different um, – like we were talking about in I think it was episode one of season two uh, recently um, when we were talking about green areas in cities and shit like that. So there's a lot of work to be done. You know what what was really funny? You know how everyone got really excited that Coles and Woolworths were um, implementing reusable bags and like what really pissed me off was like the fact that they were fucking plastic and I was just like – you can't. Like, what the fuck? Like, you yeah. could have been, like, investing in, say, like, like bags made out of hemp or, like, you know, sustainable, reusable materials, and yet you still chose to fucking invest into your own fucking Woolies bags. Yeah, that's right. So try and take your normal bags. Like, yeah, try not to buy bags at Woolies every time you go. Uh, Because it just kind of defeats the purpose of reusing your own bags, I feel like. It does. It does. I've now trained myself. It needs to be a bit like Audi. Yeah. I've now trained myself that wherever I go out, I bring a bag or I have a bag. And if I don't have a bag, 
a bitch is not buying anything. I'm not buying yeah. anything. Buy what you can carry. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I think like maybe it needs to be kind of enforceable like Audi is. Like, you know, you you know if you're going to Audi, you've got to fucking <laughs> bring your own bags or get a fucking box. But yeah. Yeah, it's it's um you can even get those um little bags within a bag and they're like really small and they pack right down and you could fit it in like a purse or something like that. Yeah, I think I've seen that before. They're super cute. And you know what I'm really vibing lately is reusable packaging for knives, forks, spoons, and just straw. Like just a little uh, satchel, like a little tiny one with all of that in there. Just have it in your bag or Mm. in your pocket. like The little metal ones? Yeah, or even wooden ones. They're Mm. super cute. They're super cute, yeah, rather than having to grab those plastic single-use ones from um, from wherever you go to eat. Cool. So I wanted to explain some terminology that I didn't really understand until I did this. But so, like, when we're talking about big corps and some of the things that are in place for, like, massive corporations now that governments have, like, carbon offsets and shit like that. So um, – the first terminology is a cap and trade system. So this is where governments set a maximum limit on the amount of emissions a company is allowed to have. So the trade part of that means um, when a company wants for business reasons to go beyond their allowed limit of emissions, they can do so by trading or purchasing unused emissions from a company that has stayed below its limit. So basically that's the companies will still like make the same and one one isn't going above their certain amount of emissions. So um I'm trying to in a way understand that. in a way. Yeah, so <clears throat> say for example, we've got a hundred the cap is a hundred. Uh and then <clears throat> I need to produce some more product, but that's gonna push me to two hundred. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't do that because it's against the law. But then there's another company who only produce like – who produce zero emissions. Like I don't know how you do that. But let's say they produce zero and then I go, oh, can I buy your emissions so I can produce more? Oh, okay, yeah. And they'll be like, yeah, sure, it's this amount. And then I'm like, okay, cool. So now I've paid them for their emissions. I can now produce more, get more money from my product, but I'm not breaking the law and – causing excess emissions um so in a way companies are encouraged to reduce their emissions because then they can sell their unused allowances to other companies for money yeah um so that makes sense so that kind of um i didn't know that i didn't know that companies Mm, did that um and then similar to the cap and trade systems is the use of carbon offsets which we've all heard carbon offsets. So what they are is a voluntary system. So with carbon offsets, companies that continue to generate carbon emissions pay other companies or organizations to reduce their emissions. So in this fashion, the overall amount of carbon emissions between the two companies should decrease or remain stable because uh, they're paying other companies. So some examples of carbon offsets is like tree planting or renewable energy or energy efficient projects. So if I was a company that, yeah, was um, 
creating a fair bit of carbon offsets, uh, sorry, a fair bit of carbon emissions, but I paid a tree planting company to kind of offset that, then it's leveling out, if okay. that makes sense. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's some stuff that's in government laws already. I don't know if that's internationally, but I know that that that's what carbon offsets and cap and trade systems are. So there are systems in place, which is awesome, but I think there's definitely more that needs to happen. Oh, 100%. There's always more that we could do. More, 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 more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, just drinking water. <laughs> um, and I only have like a little last bit to end on um, and then we kind of come to our time, but uh, – there are nine actions that I found that companies can do to adopt and fight climate change. Um, so the first one is measure and analyze their greenhouse gas emissions. So imagine just being a big corp that just doesn't even know how much emissions they're putting out. Like that's always the first step is like understand how much you're actually producing. And then number two is uh, reducing energy consumption. That's a given. Number three is give renewable energies a go. So try and rely on solar power and wind power for, um, for yeah, pumping what you do rather than coal. Um, so optimize employee transportation. I thought this was really cool because that could be such a cool way. Like imagine if you work for a company that paid your public transport bills a year. Like wow. to encourage you to use public transport rather than drive your car to work. I think that would be revolutionary. That would be massive because cars are really dirty. <laughs> They're dirty things, yeah. They're dirty. Um, choose greener infrastructures and equipment. So back to what you said about Woolies um, having those plastic bags again, like rather than going for hemp or something like that. Um, choose sustainable suppliers. So this is a big one and I do run a, a hair care company and this is a massive thing for us because there's a lot of ingredients out there from suppliers that, you know, with palm oil or coconut, uh, you know, that you could choose to go with someone who's not very sustainable, but there are a lot of farmers out there who are doing the right thing. And, um, I feel like you need to be conscious and aware of that if you have a company. Mm-hmm. Massively. Um, And then the last one, which is really boring, raise awareness among employees, clients, and other stakeholders. That's obvious, but um, that's what we're trying to do here with this podcast. I don't think it's boring. I have fun having these conversations, (laughs) and maybe it's just the individual. You need to change up your mind about speaking your mind. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, yeah, the biggest thing to come out of this is don't feel guilty if you fucking have to go and get that plastic water bottle from the servo once in a blue moon and don't feel guilty if you're out and you forgot your metal straw and you've got to have a plastic straw. Yes, when we collectively as individuals make better choices, that's amazing for the world, but I think the emphasis is on corporations and governments to start implementing this stuff. 100%. I couldn't agree more. This was like a very triggering topic for me, but <laughs> Charmaine's going to so go much. fight a tree or something. Oh, not a tree. <laughs> They're our friends. She's going to go fight a human. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to fucking find a CEO right now. 
and just, just hound them. Yell in his ear. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing for climate change? What are you doing sustainably in your business? I want to fucking know. You better give me the right answers right now or show me your implementation uh, plan. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, it's – I – I love this topic and I love that we're bringing awareness to this reality that it's corporate social responsibility. (laughs) Yup. Yup. Put that on a t-shirt, please, because I want to market that shit. Like, Holy fuck. Imagine that. Climate change is corporate social responsibility. That's so nerdy. I love it. I'm going to make those T-shirts and, and then they're going to be like bamboo T-shirts. I'm ready. Yeah. With like uh, eco printing um, things. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, fuck. Oh. All right. Well, I hope you guys learned something today. It's a short and sweet one today. Uh, and, yeah, have a great weekend. Stay golden. Um, enjoy yourselves. Yes. Until next time, guys. Bye.